Are we ready now? Yeah. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved anywhere in the world by going to our chat line, and I can respond to your questions and comments, all right? Uh, thank you all for coming. Good morning again. It's amazing, huh? We got a lot of stuff to cover today. But first, I have a treat for you. Eric is here. Eric, do you live here? No. So Eric is visiting from London, right? From Edinburgh. From Edinburgh. Wherever that is. Scotland. Where? Scotland. Scotland. That's amazing. And so he has a treat. I have not heard this song yet. I don't know what it's going to be. Except it will be good. Hear the Eric.
what's the title of this song? Uh, I actually don't, don't know. It's music from Scotland, guitar music. Yeah, I felt like I was running through the fields of Scotland. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Uh, very nice, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, how long are you going to be in the States? Uh, another 10 days. Oh, okay. Right on, man. Thank you so much. May we, oh, we could do another next Sunday then. One more. Right on. It was amazing. It was amazing. Huh? Thank you for coming, man. If you missed the men's meeting last Thursday night, you got issues. It was mind-blowing. Was it? It was something else, huh? Yeah. It was amazing. Anyway, a lot of stuff to uh, I really appreciate your song, man. Thank you. Very nice of you. Um, I want to say this so you don't go out and get hurt and blame me for it. Um, we were at an event this past Tuesday night, I think, Wednesday night. Maybe Tuesday. And um, um, it was called The Walk Away. I won't mention the person name. I just want to use this as an example. And uh, it was called The Walk Away Movement. And I was on a panel there. Everybody know about The Walk Away Movement? Okay. And I was on a panel there. So they showed this movie. And then after the movie, the panel went down front to, you know, take questions and answers. And... They introduced all of us who were on the panel, and one person they introduced, she said something like, everybody's nice or something, I think. What did she say? Who were there? You were there? What did she say, the lady say? She was talking, I think, about anomaly or something, saying that they were nice. They were nice, right? And somebody from the audience, from our group, yelled out, nobody's nice. <laughs> <laughs> And I just bowed my head and sing. I'm like, I don't know that person. And, and so when I got on the person about it in, uh, recently, and I said, don't be doing that. And then they said, well, it was the truth, right? And I said, no, it wasn't the truth. And I want to say that just because you hear something and then you're out in the public, that doesn't mean you got to blur it out everything all the time. And the truth changes all the time. It's not always the same. There's one truth that never changes, and that we are not God. That never changes. But when you're at events and people say things, it, it, you look crazy blurting out stuff. All right? And it shows it's an ego trip, really. And so the truth is not the same always. So let things pass. There's a time to speak. And a time to be quiet. That makes sense? So I don't know what y'all are doing when you're out there, but cool it. All right? It just, it's okay to let things pass sometimes. It was a different kind of event. It was a, about the movement, walk away thing. It wasn't about salvation. It wasn't about homosexuality. It wasn't about anything but walk away movement. And so try to contain yourself. And Satan is the one got you yelling out anyway. So pay attention to all thoughts because Satan get involved with everything. There's nothing you don't do in life where he doesn't have something to say about it. And so if it comes to your head to blur it out, that means don't do it. All right? 
And then there was one guy there, they were passing the mic around. Well, they had a mic, and they were going to different people in the audience. And one person wanted to speak so badly, they started chasing the person with the mic. And I'm like, and so I had Ermis to go tell that person to sit down, come back and sit down. Because the mic hold them and said, okay, we're, you know, like, whatever, right? And you don't have to say something every time. If you want to speak so bad, that means that your ego is in the way. And if the person don't call on you, you get mad. That means you got a problem. Whether it is the person want to come to you or not, don't be so anxious about things. Calm down. That makes sense? All right. Because I don't want you blaming me if they kill you. <laughs> and then uh, with the Trump hat and shirts, one young man, he's not here, I wish he was, but he's not here today. I don't see him. He put on, I was told he put, I think he may have told me, he put a Trump hat on and a Trump t-shirt and went to the Fossil Mall just to irritate the folks. And for those who don't know, Fossil Mall is black, <laughs> Mexicans, in the inner cities. So you don't put on a Trump hat or a Trump t-shirt and go into the black community just to irritate. That's dumb. They may chop your head off. And so because you're not supposed to go looking for trouble. You just don't run from trouble. You face the fears, but you don't go, you don't intentionally, oh, let me dress up and go and ask for trouble. You'll get killed. Because God is not involved in that. He's not with you. That makes sense? Yeah. And, and we all know that the folks who support the president is not light. So it's, it's enough if you just want to wear your stuff in regular life, wear it, but don't go looking for trouble. That makes sense? Anybody ever done that? Oh, you're not admitting it, right? Okay. So there's a time for everything. So don't just blur it out. What do you think about that, Richard? Richard's a smart guy. What do you think about that, what I just said? Uh, it's it's true, and I, I kind of I saw it in myself. Uh, first finding you, there's like a ramp up where you get super excited. Yeah. But you think you you got it, right? And all you're doing is you now you're switching it. You, it's a different con. You you don't yeah. know anything, and you're going out there looking for it, and you're, you're being way too vocal, and you push people away. They don't even want to be around you. That's right. Absolutely. But, there's a time to be quiet. Believe me. And so pay attention to thoughts, and no thoughts are true. So if your mind is telling you, say something, or that's not true, speak up, right? And uh, to do it, don't do it. That's the time not to speak. Pay attention because all thoughts are lies, no matter what. All right? Okay, and some people are getting on me about being a part of speaking there because the guy that put it on is a homosexual, right? I don't care. It wasn't about homosexuality. It was about the movement. And, and that guy know me. He listened to my shows. He was on my radio show. He liked me. And he know where I stand about all that stuff. But this was a battle for something else. That makes sense? So don't be crazy. <laughs> all right. Any questions about that or disagreements? Okay. Um, any, anybody have any questions or anything I need to deal with but you want to ask me or bring up? Because this is about a fellowship. I'm not a teacher. We are fellowshipping together. All right? 
And that's why my question is, we, my biblical question, did Jesus want organized religion? Did you hear that question on the radio? Uh, what did you think about, did Jesus want organized religion? No. He did not. Why do you say no? I think that's what he rebelled against. I'm sorry? He rebelled against the organization. Oh, organized religion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who said yes, he wanted organized religion? Don't be afraid. Okay, the young lady there. Um, why do I say yes? Yes. You said he did want organized religion. Um, I guess I just, I would say because he would want people to gather together and just speak on the truth and I don't know. <laughs> I really haven't thought about it. <laughs> so what now? I haven't really thought about it. You haven't thought about it? <laughs> no. How about the young man I see you? What's your first name? I'm Tom. Is it your first time here? First time, yes. Yeah, Tom. Did Jesus, when James said, I should say, does Jesus want organized? He's not dead. Does well, <laughs> isn't this an organization? Aren't we organized together to form a community to share our ideas? Isn't this part so of So you're what? saying, yes, he did want. Well, it depends organized. on how you define organization. So right? are you saying that Jesus did want organized religion? How do you define organized religion? If there's a priesthood and there's like taking orders from the top down. I don't, I'm not sure that's what he wanted, but I would say this is a bit of an organization. And what so are you, you saying, yes, he did want organized religion? I'm saying that's up for your interpretation. And is that a yes, he did want it? I wasn't there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no? Are you saying yes or no? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. I don't know enough to say I'm agnostic about it. All right. Any question for me? Um, just want to say hi. Hi. Thanks for welcoming me here. Welcome oh, yeah, here. man. Anytime. Appreciate Let it. Let me ask a young man in front of you. Did Jesus want organized religion? Oh, I'd say yes, absolutely. And yeah. why do you say yes? I say yes because uh, you look at how Jesus, how he came onto the earth, how uh, when we read through the Gospels, the Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, when you see that uh, the manner and he came, um, Repentance first, he spoke. Uh, that was that was the order, and then uh, before he did the healings, before uh, he went into the wilderness, the forty days. It wasn't thirty-eight days. It wasn't thirty-nine days. He had twelve apostles. Uh, the number. Uh, once the church was started, he didn't say. Um, the church didn't say, "Hey, let's uh, let's have sixteen apostles." They said, "We're down one. Let's twelve twelve apostles." When the people were in the church. And some of them were getting uh, very charismatic, and they started speaking in tongues. Uh, Paul says, hey, this is not the place for, it's getting way too uh, out of hand. Let's, uh, you know, just don't speak in that manner. Um, it has, he spoke that there needs to be uh, organization. If you're talking about organized religion, like um, worshiping like other things, but I think Jesus wanted his body, his people, of course, to be very Organized, interesting. Same mind. This is your first time here, right? Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. What's your name? Alex. Hey, Alex. Oh, your name is Alex, huh? Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Any questions or anything for me? No, just uh, like to see your take. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Give it to the black guy. He's really a Mexican, but he look black. Francisco. Does he, did he, does no, he look like no. a Mexican or black? No, I'm looking less. Huh? He look black, huh? It's just like a pumpkin pie. 
<laughs> you know how a pumpkin pie looked like a sweet potato pie? <laughs> and you Mexican. No. <laughs> Huh? Pumpkin pie all the way. Oh, you are? You like pumpkin pie? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Have you had sweet potato pie? Once. Once. Did you like it? It's not bad, but I grew up on pumpkin pie. Oh, that's why. Okay. All right, Franklin, did Jesus create, want organized religion? No. And why do you say no? Well, he came to, uh, to, to, to tell the folks that uh, it's not... It's not the institution; it's me, and and God, and so He kind of broke that barrier, and so, so that you go straight to Him, not to an institution. Amazing, uh, right here. You little Christian, right? <laughs> Did Jesus want organized religion? Oh, probably not. And why do you why do you say probably not? Mm. Well, we're all the body of Christ once we become born again. So anywhere we, we're two or more are gathered, there he is. But I don't know. This is definitely an organized setting. I mean, we're in a church, and I guess the church is kind of an organized religion. And I've gone to church my entire life, and I enjoy it. But I don't know. Jesus kind of just wandered around everywhere. He just went from one place to the next. He didn't have one place where he just met. So I don't know. I, 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 something, something about the organized religion, the way of saying that, doesn't sound right. So, so are you saying yes or no? I don't think he wanted it, yeah. And did you think before that he did? Before no, not really. Question? Oh, you never thought that he wanted organized religion? Mm-hmm. What do you say, Daniel? I think he did want organized religion because he wants you to share the message or whatever. He doesn't want you to be selfish with it. Okay. So how, how else are you going to do it? All right. R- right here and then, Mark. Did Jesus, did Jesus want organized religion? I would say yes because there's churches and those are organizations and that's where everyone uh, congregates. Oh, okay. Yes. So you say yes. Yeah. All right. And you say, Mark, I saw your hand Say yes. And why do you say yes? Because it seems that most people are mistaking organized for like powerful and corrupt. You say yes, he did want organized religion? Yeah, we're supposed to remember the Sabbath. He had disciples. He said, come with me. You won't have a place to lay your head. Um, there's organization in the Bible. There's no powerful church. There's no huge, rich church that's corrupt in the Bible. There's no bishops and archbishops and super duper bishops and all this stuff that the Catholics do. But there is organization. I don't think there's a problem with the word organized religion. Okay. This young lady right here. You're a heavy Christian, right? <laughs> Did Jesus want organized religion? I, um, not organized by men, I don't think. Why do you say no? Because men screw everything up. Oh, uh, he wanted organized by women? No. Oh, definitely not. Human being. I mean, oh. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I think organized by God. Oh, I see. That's what I'm thinking. Amazing. Will you say, Cheryl? Cheryl, a little Christian, a Baptist. Kojic. <laughs> 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 um, um, I would say 
Okay, I would probably say no, not organized religion, because I don't think he minds us gathering together in his name. Like he said, one or two, I'm there. But I think what happened, this is what I think. If there's anything in that organization, which a lot of times there are when you go to church, like you have to do this or do that, anything that stands between you and God where they say, well, if you don't do this, then you're not going to reach God. I don't think he wants that because I think he came to break that up, to, to, to break that. Like they had this, the priests and stuff. He came to like bring God to the masses, to bring the truth. And I think anything that stands in the way of that, he does not want. Uh-huh. We're gathered together. We don't have, like you don't say, like unless you do this, blah, 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 you, you speak the truth. And I think he doesn't mind if a church speaks the truth. But a lot of churches, they have a lot of, Ritual, or they have stuff. He doesn't want that. You don't need that now that he's come. I don't know if I don't know if he wanted organized religion or not. It just occurred to me if he wanted that, and I don't really know. But I do know he wants us to get together and fellowship and edify one another and correct one another, and so he definitely wanted that. And and I also know he didn't want someone to teach you. Other, because he gave us the Holy Spirit inside of us, and the Holy Spirit can teach us all things. But he did want us to edify me, to correct if we're wrong, to point you in the right way, which is back to him. That's why he said, let no man teach you, but the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And the problem is, and I think where the problem is with the, a lot of the churches, that they are trying to teach you. You go there and you learn the Bible. You quote the Bible, you study the Bible. I had a young man call my radio show and say that he studied the Bible to prove himself worthy or something. To show him, what it says? Show, show yourself approved. To show yourself approved. And I'm like, approved of what? But he could never tell me what it is he'll be an approved of. But that is in the Bible somewhere. I think I've seen it there. And so he wants us to edify, but we need to correct one another. We need to fellowship together. But don't rely on anyone to teach you. You hear, the, you hear words, they go in one ear and out the other one. Because if you do, if someone teaches you, then the Holy Spirit is not going to be able to teach you. Because Satan nature will get in the way and you think you know the truth and you don't. Words are not what you should be relying on. Alright? That makes sense? Anybody disagree with that? You should never, that doesn't mean you don't hear people out, you don't hear words, but don't hold on to any words at all. If someone say, I love you, you know how guys tell girls all the time, I love you? They don't mean it at all. Have any lady been told by a guy, I love you? They don't mean it. (laughs) They want something. You know what I mean? And so it needs to be in the action. You will see that they love you by the way they treat you, the way they are. Because most of the time when they say, I love you, they know that's what you want to hear. All right? And it's all ego. But if they say it, ladies, let it go in one ear and out the other one. All right? Have you ever told a lady you love her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, right here. You told her, I love you? Yeah, I was young and immature and stupid. Uh, <laughs> why were you saying it then? Uh, exactly the reason you said. You wanted something, huh? And the lady be thinking, oh, he loved me. No. 
He loved my intellect. No. He has a hidden agenda, ladies. That's why you have to take responsibility for your own life and don't just take somebody at their word. All right? Because they'll go right down the road and tell the next lady, I love you. And she's like, okay. All right? Just be aware. We should edify one another, but not teach one another. Otherwise, you'd be blurting out the truth in the wrong time, wrong place. All right? It's so interesting. We're supposed to just be. We're supposed to just live a life. Just be. Like the birds in the trees, just be. You don't have to put any effort at all. The less effort you put into it, the better off you are. You've been lied to. That's why everything going out of control today, because they've been teaching you all things and they've been demoralizing you. And now goodness is not in operation. Evil is taking over everything. Have you noticed that? I heard a rabbi, I read where a rabbi said um, he was giving a talk about the shooting that happened in San Diego at the uh, the Jewish synagogue or whatever, right? Synagogue. And at the end of his talk, he said, we need to stop the hate or hatred of Islamophobia or something and anti-Semitism, right? But there was no mention of stop hating Christians. And there's never any mention of stop hating Christians. So I was telling my James this morning, I was saying, I never hear people saying don't hate the Christians. And James said, well, I don't think there's an Islam for the Christian. I said, we could say don't, uh, uh, what did I say, James? Anti-Christianism. Don't anti-Christianism. <laughs> Just add an ism onto it. But and I wonder why is it that there is no outcry about hating Christians? Don't hate the Muslim. Don't hate the Jews. Don't hate them. Whatever else. But they don't say don't hate the Christians. And I, I wondered out loud why? Why is that? And Christians are under attack all the time, all the time. All the time. There's not a day go by when Christianity is not under attack. But there's not a real protection for it. There's no outcry about the attack on Christians. And I think I know why. But Cheryl had her hand. You want to tell me why? So if you guys have, and ladies have questions and stuff, don't just sit there. It's for all of us. I'm not your teacher. All right? I'm, I want to point you to the source that's teaching me. It's inside of you. It really is. It's amazing. Yes? You may have another reason, but... Um, I think because it's not reported because I, I was hearing from somewhere that Christians like it basically said what you said Christians are the most attacked and persecuted group They're in the, the most world. hated the, on the side of heaven and they a lot of it's in the Middle East like they really persecute Christians if you're a Christian in the Middle East but I don't think the news media and this may be where you come in like the why I don't think they they, they don't it's not it's not told. It's not no, said they know every about day. It. Believe me, they know about it. That's why you get banned on Twitter, on Facebook, on whatever. They know the Christians are banned. Nobody else banned. You can say what you want about the Christians. You can whatever, right? No bans. Uh, with right here, and then I'm here and there. Okay. Yes. I guess. Oh, and and kind of thinking about it. Is it possible that it's because, um, you know, we live in a spiritual battle of good and evil. And in Christianity, our goal is to worship the God of good. And 
the others are worshiping the god of evil? Is it, could it be that that's what very, it is? Very possible. Yeah. We're definitely a spiritual battle, that's for, for sure. But I'll come back to my two cents in a minute. I just want to hear from other people about it, what you've been thinking about this. Because it's a serious thing. It really is. Um, right here. Um, so, you know, when I've been doing a lot of research, especially on Christianity, you know, yes, we're the most persecuted religion. Even when I used to live in China, you know, uh, a lot of the Christians, they had underground churches yeah, and, you know, all that stuff. And so, you know, the one thing that when I was away from Christianity, um, the one thing that kind of proved that, you know, Christianity is real yeah. was that there was proof that Jesus Christ was real. And there's just so much proof that Christianity is the one true religion. And, you know, the world that we live in is a fallen world. Um, and the, you know, the ruler of the fallen world is Satan. And so when you have, you know, the mainstream media who obviously worship Satan um, and all these other sects and other religions that yeah. worship, you know, Satan, you start to realize that they just hate the truth. They hate Christianity and, you know, Christian, Christians are a part of the one true religion. And so, so you yeah. believe that's why Christianity is so attacked and nobody cares? Yes. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. And then here, and then Ermis. So I want, to, I want to apologize for my wishy-washy answer to begin with. I wasn't ready for Oh, no, for the just comment. relax, man. <laughs> you can't be wrong here. Okay, so I want to come down strong on this. I think we must organize. There are, or, there are forces that are organized against the individual, against all of us. And unless we... If we don't come together and we don't organize well, against we those organize, forces. Absolutely. But don't let someone teach you. I believe we're doing the right thing, organizing. But Okay, this, cool. Just wanted you to say that. Yeah. No, definitely. It seems like you're against us coming together. And One of the problems now we're not organized. We should be organized. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are you are you married? I'm not. Are you living with a woman? I'm I'm living with a not a real, not a, it's a platonic relationship. It's not a, I have a female roommate that's renting from my place. Oh, I see. What's that like having a female roommate? Is this friends? You guys are just friends? We're just friends. Oh, okay. What is it like? Why did you get a female roommate? Because men are not clean. And oh. um, <laughs> I was into the party thing and my previous male roommates were, were party guys. Right. And so it, it works out. And so she cleaned up. She's okay. She's better than the guy. She's uh, okay. not the best. No problem. <laughs> I just want to. But, but yeah, there is no. There but is you're right. No, I'm not saying don't no organize folks. All right. I'm just wondering. I'm just. I just don't want. Do what you want, but don't let people teach you. Hear them. Don't ignore it, but don't hold on to it. And you will know for yourself. You really will. It'll be revealed to you. That makes sense? But we definitely should organize. What was that other question about, though? You kind of went off on a tangent about the roommate. Why thing. are Christians so under attack? No, about the roommate. About oh, the about your roommate. roommate. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, no, I just want to make sure you're doing the right thing. Because men have to do it right. Meaning no sex before marriage, no living together before marriage, and that kind of stuff. What do you think about that? I think it's a good start. Yeah. I think I was, uh, I was on the other path for a while. Yeah. But discovering you and discovering... Um, some of your colleagues yes. in media, thank you for doing this because it's actually opened up my eyes to 
the path that I should be taking right on. in order for communities to thrive and for me to be a better man. You're welcome, man. Uh, where are you from? I'm from, I've been living in Venice. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I've been here for 20 years. Been stuck inside this occupied territory for 20 years, living this crazy <laughs> life. I'm so an artist, I'm a game developer. Life? Yes, I live oh, in Los man. Angeles. Okay. Well, make sure you missed Thursday night meeting. Why didn't you I come? I did. I, I didn't know this was going on. You need to, you need to organize better. And, <laughs> and sh- That's right. And show us thirsty, like, young men who are trying to find the right path. Right on. Like, get out there. It's amazing. We were right it. here in L.A. A lot of people didn't know that we were in L.A. Yeah, I actually discovered you through a MAGA group, a hat-wearing kid that was at the Grove, I was walking around um, trying to stir up some trouble. And I met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, funny story. I was at the office um, two days ago, and a woman stops me in the hallway and says, Where were you? Were you at the Grove on Sunday? And I, like, went pale. I thought I was in trouble for someone <laughs> had discovered that I was with this group. But oh, yeah. uh, she was part of the MAGA group, and she told me you were going to be here. And I made a friend because I guess I wasn't scared to. Go out there and right on. organize with people. That's right. And the interesting about that, you were not at work. You were in a different location. You were off work. You have a right to wear whatever you want to wear as long as you're not breaking the rules at work. No, that's like suicide in my industry to be outed. It's impossible. It's impossible? Um, it's, it's not impossible. It's my choice. I'll admit to that, but I don't want to have to find a new job or to fight and to have to have the people below me um, question my authority. And why to, not? Why don't you want to fight? Because it's a big organization. They've got the media behind them. But the guy in the Bible took a slingshot and brought down somebody. Who did he bring okay, down? That's true. Then who? I, Goliath. I don't have the courage yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to I'm get into that. I'm working on that. I'm sorry? I'm working on that. And by doing what? By, by getting my facts straight first, and then, I guess, prepping to make sure that I am on the side of truth, that I don't make a mistake. Because the worst thing you can do is fight something that, that when you're on the wrong side of it. Did you uh, did you overcome your anger? I still get angry. Beta. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> working on that. And what have you overcome? Um, childhood trauma. Who knows? You know, beta parents, beta dad. Have you forgiven them? Yes. You went to them. No. How did you forgive them? I was no longer angry with them. Did you tell them that? They know. You told them that? No. Why not? It's a... We have an interesting relationship. (laughs) There's a language barrier. Um, Asian parents are a little less communicative. But through my siblings, they know. All right. Because I, I, I have an older brother who's worse, so I'm actually communicating with them, and through that, through that like difference in in the sibling relationship, um, they know. 
you gotta, in order to overcome fear and see the right way to do everything, you gotta face them and forgive them. I understand that. You gotta Working say, it, go to them and forgive them. So, in order to uh, get your courage back, you gotta face the bull. You gotta go to her and deal with her. What's the fastest way to get there? Where do they live? Oh, no, not my parents. I'm, I, the other fear thing. You're talking about oh. fear, about conquering some oh, fear. You, the moment you forgive, God will take that spirit of anger away from you, and fear and doubt and worry, insecurity, everything would disappear in an instant. It would be gone. You would never feel it again. It wouldn't even cross your mind. Where does that feeling come from? Uh, anger, from hating. Because you're in a fallen state. You're separated from God. And only love gives you courage. Love conquers all, and it has to be the love from God. And so once you forgive, the spirit of fear will disappear along with depression, loneliness, sadness, um, suicidal thoughts, uh, all of that stuff would disappear. Okay. I get what you're saying right now because I'm a little older. I've experienced a bunch of decades of of making all those mistakes. But yes. if you told me this 15, 20 years ago, I would not have understood any of it. But you may would have. You don't know that. Because younger people understand it better than the older ones because they don't have so much. They haven't hated as long. Because the more the older you get, it feels natural. I, I, I dealt with a preacher this Sunday, I mean this week. His name was Stephen Anderson. He hate everybody. And he thinks it's okay to hate. So the older you get, the crazier you get. Young people understand it easier than older people. Okay, so a little more information. Um, I'm the son of a minister. I rejected the church for 20 years, or actually my entire life. Right. So even Good. if you did give me this message, I would have like thrown it back in your face. I don't, I don't know for sure, but you, I don't know. Because, so where, you know where, where were you 20 years ago? Where were you? Uh, I was here running barn. <laughs> <laughs> we're 29 years old now, so it was happening then. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to face so that all of that stuff would disappear. You would never know depression, loneliness, suicide thought. You would not be looking for love because you would have perfect love. Uh, you would never be afraid to speak up. Because you can see that you can overcome all things. It's going to be amazing. But you got to go and deal with your parents. And then at an instant, it'll be over. Okay, so where did you learn how to be so bold? Where did you get your voice from? Um, from God. Um, I asked God to let me see why I was so weak and emotional and doubtful. You know, I couldn't speak up. I tried to speak up and... and, and um, it will it feel good before it comes up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get them, right? And it'll come all the way up, and then it'll lock in my throat. And so when it came out, it had no authority because it was out of fear. But when he took the anger away from me, then I can speak up because there's nothing in the way. There's no fear. I don't think about fear. So what's... It doesn't seem like there's anything to be afraid of because there's nothing in the world that's that important. So you take my car, I buy another car. You take my job, I get another job. Or something, you know what I'm saying? I love what's right more than anything else. And that's what's going to happen to you when you let the anger go, when you forgive. 
I just, had, I, just, I, just, I just had a thought where um, maybe I'm against organized religion. I'll backtrack and, and reverse <laughs> myself because that fear came from growing up in a church. Yeah. My parents instilled that fear of being bold and speaking out. I mean, I was, supposed, I was told to listen and never speak. Well, you need to forgive them for that. Yeah. Tell them they were crazy and they mess you up. And forgive them. They couldn't help it. Really. That's what they were told. And they are in a father state too. Men are, and women, but especially men, they're supposed to be leading the way. And how are you going to lead the way if you're afraid? Absolutely. Yeah. I used to be afraid of women. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Because I couldn't handle that spirit that was in them. It reminded me of my mother. I didn't know then, but I know now. I was afraid to deal with it because whenever I tried to deal with her, and especially if she got angry, that was it. It was over. So no longer, you're no longer afraid of them? Nothing. Nobody. And it's not like I don't feel bold either. I just don't feel fear. I'm just me. Because I'm still afraid of women. You're still afraid of women? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're afraid of your mother. That's why. Ain't nothing like a Japanese mama. Man. Oh, God, what was that? Yeah, yeah they, they, they wear the pants in the family. Yeah, I yeah. know. Asian women are, are, are the tigers, yeah. They'll choke you with rice. You think, are they worse than black women? Black mothers? Is they are worse than black are mothers? Are they? I'm asking you, I don't know. Cause I, you know, it's so funny. Black people think black... Uh, Mothers are worse than white mothers, and and white mothers think white boys think that white mothers are worse than black mothers. They don't know they're all the same. They're all the same. All of them are hard to deal with, unless they overcome anger. All races of mother are difficult to deal with, and so. But in that father state, you think this race is worse than that race and that race is worse than that have you ever met an Italian mother yes or a Mexican mother oh my god they're all bad so why why are we so why are we not aware that all of this is is here like we have these biases like I just presented one to you that might have sounded racist about it you might have sounded racist to me but we're making fun like, <laughs> because we know it's not racist it's the truth and I don't hate them I just, we have to face reality that's how you become free you got to face reality first about yourself then you'll see what's going on around you you got to admit that you're wrong and then you can become right so how, how old were you when you first got rid of that fear 38 38? Uh-huh. that's Isn't that a long time that's a long time to have it, I wish I wish we had a formula to teach teenagers, twenty year olds. Yeah, it'd be so much. We'd have such a better society. That's the job of the father. That's why you need fathers and mothers together, so the father can stand between the mother and the child, whether it's male or female, so that the mother doesn't corrupt the child, traumatize the child with her anger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, He's I supposed to be there and say, "No, you can't do this. Back off, my daughter or my son." And it's, and the child will see that the father is helping them out because they can't handle that. And they will love the father for it. And then they wouldn't hate the mother because the father will help understand the mother can't help it. 
It starts in the home. That's why the enemy, what they first do is tear down the home, get rid of the men, then then hell starts. No, I believe it. You see it. You see it every day. You see it. Absolutely. But men are afraid to say it, and women are afraid to say it if they're conservative women, because they will be attacked. And so it's just evil is having its way, and we're not supposed to be afraid of evil. The real authority is in the Christian, in the men and women of God, not in anybody else. But that's why when you overcome, you will start speaking up. But you got to deal with your mother first. No, I hear you. Okay, I think I see this guy here wants to talk, and I've taken too much of your time. No. Thank you. No, don't worry about that. No, no, no. You're fine. This is for all of us. Yeah, you're fine. I'll, I'll come back. Will you face your mother? Yes. You will go to her? Yes. Okay. And your father, too. Return to your father. Sure, yes. He couldn't help himself. Maybe he was I can afraid help him. of your mother. Maybe I can help him. Yeah. By showing him love. The young lady right yeah, here, uh, give her the mic right in front of you. What do you think about, this is your first time here? Yes. Oh, welcome. You having a baby? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when is the baby due? End of July. Right on. Why History Month? <laughs> Congratulations. Are Thank you married? You. Yes. Whew. Okay. Right. Oh, that's your husband. Right yeah. on. Congratulations, man. It's going to be a boy? Yes. Real man make boys first. <laughs> Alpha male. That's what he keeps saying. Right on. <laughs> so what do you think about when I said that it's the father needs to stand between the mother and the kids? Um, I agree with that. You do? Oh, good. Yeah. Have you overcome your anger? Yes. You have? You, you dealt with your mother? Yes. You went to her? Yes. And how did it go? Um, not so great. What I happened? Think. I don't think that sh- she didn't receive it very well. And that's fine. Yeah. Did you tell her that's fine? You don't have to receive it. I forgive you. <coughs> did you tell her that? In so many words, I yeah. think so. And how about your father? Um, yeah, we've talked about it. Right on. Mm-hmm. And so how are you doing now? You're over the anger? Yes. It's so nice to be over the anger while you're pregnant. That way you don't even pass it on to your child inside the womb. Yeah. That way he won't come out gay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Any questions? For, congratulations. And I'm glad you. you're married. Isn't that nice? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long journey. Right on. But finally you made it. What was yes. your long journey? What did it consist of? Uh, a lot of ups and downs, breakups, uh, just, we both had issues. I mean, I definitely had issues with my parents, and um, we just came back to each other time and time again, so. Were you having sex before marriage? Yes. Well, no wonder. <laughs> That's why all that trouble was happening. I guarantee you, had you not had sex before marriage, you wouldn't have had all that other stuff going on. It would not have happened. Isn't that interesting? You wouldn't fight during courtship. You get to know each other. You probably disagree and agree, but you wouldn't fight each other. You wouldn't have to break up because that, you know, Satan is in the middle of that. Well, I'm glad you worked it out. Thank you. How did you convince him to marry you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we always say that, like, I just, like, we wouldn't give up. Like, I didn't really give up, even when he said he didn't love me. <laughs> I was like, you're lying. <laughs> 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 so, 
So, oh, um, God. yeah, just kind of, I think me having worked through my issues, yeah. I was just more like stable and able to deal with his issues. And then we just, once he overcame his issues, then we were able to come back together. Right on. Right on. What's your first name? Uh, my name's John. John. Congratulations, John. Thank you. I appreciate it. And what made you decide to get married? Uh, well, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, that was always a desire that I had growing up. And so you've overcome your anger as well? Yes. Right on. Yes. What is it like not to have that anger? Uh, it's like a cloud just lifted off your shoulders. I yes. mean, I would, I was telling her, like, I'd, there'd be times where I'd be sending texts and, like, feel like this high blood pressure or something, like, uh, and then you send it and then you're just, like, in this constant, like, over, hanging over the edge kind of feeling. Um, yeah, or, like, driving, you know, people would be, you know, I'd flip people off or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, just total beta male, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, it's just been like this overwhelming peace where it's just right like on. nothing really even bothers, you know. Uh, you guys are so blessed because now the baby, the next generation, your child and however other men, white babies you have, are not going to experience Mexican. what you've gone through. <laughs> Each generation will get better and better. So you're going to have a lot of white babies, right? We're going to have two. Two? Yeah. Well, I'm not white, I'm Mexican. Oh. And are you Mexican too? I'm Filipino and um, white. Oh, all right. Well, two babies. is fine. We need white babies. <laughs> 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 all right. But congratulations, man. Thank you. That's Appreciate really it. nice. Yeah, exciting. And now when you guys do fight, it won't be with the spirit of anger. And so it won't interfere with the spirit of the children. And yes. that's going to be nice. Yeah, I don't think we've fought in, in a very, very long time. Yeah. Ever since we come You're going to have disagreements yes. at time, yeah. but it won't be bitter. Yeah, yeah. It won't have to break up and all that crap. All right, any questions for me, John? Uh, how did you find us first? I don't know how I found you. I just found you online. You, yeah, it was on YouTube, but oh, okay. uh, I'm always searching things, and, and I ended up coming across you. And uh, I actually called in once. Uh, and, and, like... So I bring up this issue, and I'm sure you're gonna talk about it. The only issue I've ever had was just like the word, right? Like the Bible, uh, you know. In John, it says like uh, God became the word, and the word was with God, and and, um, and and how we, you know, Jesus said time and time again, like we need to be reborn of, of water and spirit, which was you know, this water is is the word of God or His teachings, Jesus' gospels, um, and, and that's just because I am. The only truth I've ever had is, is in the Bible, but then I, I've started listening to you, and I've heard you. You know, you, you speak truth too, so I'm kind of like conflicted. Like, well, as long as he doesn't keep bringing up the Bible thing, I might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you said the only truth you ever have is in the Bible. That I had, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean growing up, the only truth I ever had was oh, in the Bible. The Bible? And, and just growing up, I'd see even pastors like. I grew up in the church. I worked for one of the biggest uh, TV network, Christian TV networks uh, in the on the globe, and for a big mega church, I worked for them too. Um, so I got to see the ins and outs of you know preachers, and and uh, I always saw like conflict with them in the Bible. You know what what I read in the Bible and how they lived. Right, that's right. How do you know that what I'm saying is true? Uh, it's simple, and Bible talks about it, it being simple. It's very, it, it, it should be simple, right? It's not. You don't need doctorates and all these things to understand. Right. Um, you know, we live in a spiritual war, uh, world, 
uh, good and evil, uh, and I've understood that forever. And you heard me say you need to forgive. How did you know that applied to you? That you you needed to forgive? Because I don't know you. Uh, I didn't know you. Because how act, did you know it applied to you? I acted like my mother, and you know uh, we were really close. I growing up, I'd hang out. You really kitchen. close to your mother? Yeah. Man, don't be close to your mama. Yeah, to- totally. No. Yeah. Don't let your boy be close to your mama. No, not, not happening. Because okay. I, I grew up, I, you know, I, I hung out in the kitchen, you know, with my, my uncles and everyone would hang out everywhere else. It's probably because I was, you know, a little chubby too. I'd love eating food, but, uh, you know. You were a chubby mama's boy? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and so my point is, all the reason you know that what I was, or you knew that what I was saying was true, you were able to see it. It wasn't me who called you to see it. It was God who called you to see it. And that truth was already inside of you. Yes. And so the Bible is the word from God, but the word of God is inside of us. That's why Christ kept saying the kingdom of heaven is inside. It's at hand. The truth is at hand. And so that's why I don't want someone, I'm telling you not to let someone teach you because you learn the letter of the law, but you would never have the spirit of the law until you're born again, and that's what you have now. Yeah, Hebrews eight ten, right? If I if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that, that's what you're saying. I mean it says oh, okay. that. Yeah. Don't let no man teach you. It's written. You know, right, it's inside of you. And if you notice, most people think that the Holy Spirit is about hooping and hollering and shouting yeah. and care. Girl, the Spirit is on me today. <laughs> and they hoop and holler and care. It's not. It's a quiet spirit, and it teaches you all things. It really does. But you got to doubt everything else. You can't listen to this at all. Just let it pass. And so the Bible is pointing you back to the kingdom of heaven inside of you. You're not supposed to hold on to that. It's the spirit of the law now. You must be born again. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And so as long as you can see it for yourself, you'll be fine. And he will reveal it to you. Yeah. When you the wife, when you first heard me, did he tell you about me or you found me on YouTube? He told me about you. And when you first saw it, you're like, what? <laughs> what did you say when you first saw it? Um, I wasn't really interested. I mean, I, the video that we saw or listened to, like, the first part was kind of, like, hard to, to get through, I guess. It was a slow. But then it, when he started talking more about, like, God, I guess, that's when it, I, it caught my interest. Did you think I hated women? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because that's what Satan wants you to think. Any questions? No. Do you have a question, John? Uh, no. Okay. I saw your hand, and then I got a mark and Ermis about whatever I was asking. Yes, sir. You had your hand. Well, I was just going to speak to um, what the gentleman was asking about, like how can we know, like finding, you know, truth, and why haven't you been around? And, you know, there's a, a lot of us are, like, lost in our life. And uh, Speak a little louder for me. A lot of us can be lost in our life, and the thing is, is that uh, the reason is because, like you said, we're we're in a fallen state. We're separated from God. Yes. But we're actively uh, we're lost because we reject God. We we actively reject Him, whether we know it or not. Uh, when He says that uh, we need to worship Him with our whole uh, right. whole soul, our whole mind, that's the first. Uh, Jesus said that was the greatest commandment, and. The second commandment is, thou shalt not uh, have any other, uh, other idols before me. Yeah. And we replace God with so many things. Like, uh, but you didn't intentionally reject him. You were forced to do it. Because we are, we are born in sin, 
meaning that our parents are crazy. They've already fallen away from God. So when we come into the earth, we're born into craziness. And by them being angry, they cause you to become that way. They made you part of their fight. And the moment you resented them, then you fell away from God. Because kids are connected to God until they start being angry. And most of the time, it starts with the parents first. Regardless of whether, you know, we have uh, whatever kind of parents, whatever environment we're raised into, um, God is all around as well. Yeah, he's always with us. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that we do actively make decisions to reject you know, so God. did you make a decision to reject God? Oh, yeah, I think. Uh, and what, when did you make the decision? Oh, I'm going to reject God. Well, it's not it's not that uh, it's like intentional in that, in that way. But the fact that uh, we we are wicked, you know, from the first parents, that we have the sin in us, that our our uh, our actions are, you know, evil. Like, but even, when did you decide trouble, that you were going to reject God? Because you weren't born wicked. You were born innocent. No, but we're you were born, born into a wicked family. We're born fallen. Fallen? We're born with sin inherited. So what now? We're born with sin inherited. That is so interesting. I'm glad you said that. You, you do How not. many people agree with him on that? Repeat it. Repeat it. We're born with sin inherited. Speak a little louder. He black. <laughs> we're born with sin inherited. How many people from agree the first with that? parents? What do you mean by inherited? Inherited sin went into Adam and Eve because uh-huh. of because they actively rejected God, and so we inherit sin through Adam and Eve. How many people agree with that? It's not about whether you agree with it. That's the truth. <laughs> Let me ask you. You know the young lady next to you? My wife. Oh, that's your wife. Oh, hey, wife. Hello. You agree with him? <laughs> do you agree with that? Do. You do? Mm-hmm. And why? Like what he said, we, um, we inherited sin from Adam and Eve. So do you think you were born a sinner? Yeah. You were, why? Because of the Adam and Eve story? Mm. Yeah. Long story, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Very, how many, who else agree with that? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm a little excited, but I'm not saying it's wrong. All right. Let me see the hands of those who agree with it. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, if I can add, it's just we, we're inherited the sin, and, and God, that's what the purpose of, you know, Jesus coming into the earth is to reconcile us to God. We inherited the sin from our parents, but through faith in Jesus Christ, life, death, and resurrection, we can be reconciled to God. Only Jesus can reconcile us to God. There's nothing that we can do. That's what separates Christ from every other uh, organized religion on earth they think I need to do this or that right. there's nothing we can do it's just about placing faith in Christ and he will reconcile us amazing who don't agree with that I'll put it this way you're, wow. you're, uh, are you surprised we have donors no of course not most of the people in the world are doubters Jesus said that the path to, the path to, the path to uh, destruction is wide uh, and the path to the path to life is narrow. Let me ask this young man: Do you you don't do you agree with him or disagree? Uh, I think I disagree with him. And why? Um, I think it makes more sense the the way you say it is: uh, we're born into sin, 
into a sinful family, basically, um, because of our parents. Um, but it's until we start, like, judging, putting ourselves as God, basically making ourselves the God of our life, basically, yeah. that uh, we start living in sin, I think. Is this your first time here, too? Yeah. What's your name? Pavel. What is it? Pavel. What? <laughs> Pavel. Pablo. That works. <laughs> what did he say? Pablo. Pablo. Well, welcome, man. Thanks. How did you find us? Uh, YouTube. Did you go and forgive your parents yet? I did, yeah. How did it go? Uh, it went uh, good with my mom, not so good with my dad. And, and why not with your father? Uh, he just didn't accept it uh, right away, but, you know, after kind of a little bit of a conversation, he understood what I was saying. Are they still together? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And what did you say to him? Um, that he was uh, too controlling in the uh, in the family. Um, he controlled you? Did, yeah, basically didn't let me do, you know, have my choices or whatever, live my life the way I wanted to, and he basically, you know, said, this is what you have to do, this is how you have to live it. Right. Um, that kind of thing. And so you wanted to live life one way, and he said, no, you got to do it this way. Right. And you became angry at him about that? Yeah. And so you went to forgive him? Did you forgive him? I did. Did yeah. you tell him that? Yep. And what happened after that? Are you okay from it now? Myself, yeah. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, any questions for me? Um, I had one question. Um, I listened to, I forget what, uh, some podcast or whatever that you were, uh, that you had, either your show or something, where someone asked you, um, do you still sin? Um, and you're like, no, uh, you, you still make mistakes, but it's not sin. So I wasn't sure how you uh, reconcile that. Right. So you want to know the difference between a mistake and a sin? or Yeah. Uh, what are you asking me? So what's the difference between a sin and a mistake? A mistake is when you stomp your toe. You know what I mean? Sure. Or when you fall off your back, bike. A sin is when you hate. Because when you hate, you're judging. And when you judge, you're playing God. And you shall be judged. The sin is the, is the hatred, the judgment of mankind, playing God. Because all people who have anger, uh, they judge. They judge themselves. They judge others. They make decisions, never turn out right because they are playing God. And so when you repent, it's because you recognize that you're wrong. You're not God. And you have no right to be judging your fellow man or yourself. And that's why you're suffering. Because that judgment separates you from God. It's the nature of Satan. And it separates you from God to be your own God. And a lot of people think that they are God. That's why they do it. That makes yeah. sense? Yeah, makes sense. But a lot of people think the sin is uh, the sex or drugs or right. lying or alcohol. All that stuff comes as a result of falling away from God. As this young man said... You, when you fall away from God, you got to worship something. So you find something to try to make you feel better. Whether it's lying or friends or places or money or something, you, you're really looking for to feel better because you've fallen away from God. So you worship whatever you find. It becomes your God. Yeah, I get you. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. So the sin is the hatred. Stumping your toe is a mistake. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And you, you're the first time, too? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Roman. R Roland? Roman. Roman, any questions for me? No. No, I just uh, here to listen. 
Right on. I'm glad you came, man. So, uh, oh, I got to answer the question. What's the question about, oh, born in sin, right? Oh, um, Mark, you said you don't agree with what he said about we're born in sin and Correct. stuff? And why not? Because I don't believe we're born as Satan's children. I believe we're born as God's children. We turn away from him when we play God and we take another father and we suffer because of that and then we overcome but it. But how about what, what he said about uh, Adam and Eve is true. That did happen. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. It makes much more sense to me that we're born like, I see that innocence in children. I see it in babies. I see it. I can see the innocence that they don't get angry. They don't, they, they're not jaded. They're not, you know, they're not playing God. And you can see the exact opposite in adults. You hear people talk all the time. It comes from their childhood. It just makes all the sense in the world to me. Right. The one thing I want to tell you is that it's true what happened with Adam and Eve. It did happen. And as a result, man fell away from God. But the beauty is Christ came and restored it. It's all put back. It's an illusion now. But because your parents didn't understand that, they fell into they gave into the temptation of anger when they were sin, I mean children, and they fell away from it. And so when you came along, they brought that hell upon you. They caused you to resent them by not being perfect parents because they either didn't know or believe that Christ had put everything back in order. And kids are born innocent unless the mother's angry or something like that during pregnancy because some women hate the father, hate the man. And she can pass that anger to her child inside the womb, and then the kid can be born messed up. But re- real reality is kids are born innocent, but they're born into families that are screwed up, and they fall into the, that hell by becoming angry because they can't handle that pressure that the parents are putting on them. Either anger or controlling them in the wrong way or whatever. And they fall to anger. That's, that's the sin when your parents cause that to happen to you. But you're born innocent. It wouldn't even be fair to kids to be born in sin. That's why cause Christ came to re, you know, uh, put everything back in order. We're not born in sin. We're born to sinful parents. If you notice, as Mark was saying, kids are innocent. They forgive. They don't hold on to things unless you... Uh, keep doing it over. So a lot of parents say, well, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. And the kids trust that. But the parents turn around and do it again. And after a while, the kids can't handle it. Then they become like the parent. But they're not that way because a lot of parents don't want to hear the truth about themselves from kids. That's why they say, shut up. I'm the parent. I'm the daddy. I'm the mama. And because they don't want you telling them the truth, their egos can't handle it. He had, he need the mic. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll just agree to disagree. I mean, that's so you no, don't no believe Christ comment. put. You know, no, Christ, I know that you're wrong on this issue. Like, uh, okay. like uh, sin is uh, inherited from the first parents. Children are like you can observe. Uh, you know, children. You know, early on months they disobey their parents. You know, you're saying that it's from the mother and the womb. Um, I said it could be if she was angry. If, she, if she's pregnant. angry, but there's no such thing as an innocent born uh, child. There's, so you think all kids are born guilty too? Everyone is born, they inherit the sin nature. And what was the purpose of Christ coming in? 
purpose of Christ is uh, he died uh, for us, and we have to choose to place our faith in Christ. That's the free will. How do you choose to put your faith in him? Well, that's the purpose that uh, Christ came into the world, too, with his apostles and his disciples. Go make disciples. He, he came to give his life, and then that's why we have the church, the body of Christ. These people, they give the message that Christ came into the earth. He died for our sins so that we can be reconciled to God and have a right relationship. That's when, why he gave his life. When Christ said it was, it's done, what did he mean by that? When he said it's done, he means that I gave my life, and then this is all that uh, needs to be done as far as Christ. Um, he died for us, and then what, what we still have to do, we, it's not that we can do any work or earn forgiveness you know, for our sins, but we just place our faith in him. It's not place faith. That's so amazing. I understand, man. I've been there. I totally understand. So I'm not, a, I'm not arguing with what you're saying because I, I totally understand that teaching. Um, when Christ said that before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive, what was that about? Yeah, forgive, not hold any uh, grudges, let everything go. We can't take, uh, you know, anything with us. We just place our faith. Do you, mean, do you think he meant up there or in here? When I say uh, we can't take anything with us, I mean up there. Right. So when Christ said, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive, you think he meant before you enter the kingdom of heaven up there or why you live? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think uh, even while we're alive, like the kingdom of heaven, that we're supposed to reflect Christ while on earth. Right. The kingdom. So even right now, you know, let, let those things go. Because if we can't let go, if we hold on to grudges and resentment, then we're not going to, we'll still have anger. We won't reflect Christ accurately. And so when he said, before you enter, you must forgive, what does that mean? Though? He said, repent. We have to repent. And what's the purpose of repenting? He, so that God will forgive us of our sins and because you, we are guilty. And you can be born again, right? And you can be born again. Right, but if you we notice that ourself. the people that know the Bible and quote the very same scripture you quoted, they are not born again. They still have conflict. They're unhappy. They're still angry. They, they mess up their kids. The kids end up just like the parents. But those who have been born again by forgiving, they have repented and forgiven, then God draw them in, our new generation start. They have peace, so their kids have peace. Have you noticed that? But the Bible person don't have it. They feel suicide, suicidal, their kids are turned away from them. They're having sex out of wetlock, they're living together before marriage. They're doing everything wrong, but they know the Bible. And they have gone down to the front of the church and confessed Jesus. And it's not working. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely a lot of people like that. Right. But someone who's truly repentant of their sin, seeing, like, looking back on their life and knowing that they're, they're guilty of the things that they've done, truly feels sorrow and conviction, uh, you will see a rebirth. You will see a change. And that's but only not, if they're born again. They must if be they're born. born again. Right. That's not our doing. That's Holy Spirit. Um, my point is... I understand. I understand. Because I don't want to convince like you. Like I said, uh, we I don't agree want to, to disagree. Right, yeah. On this well, point. we're not agreeing to disagree. You're wrong. 
but, <laughs> but I want you to see it for yourself. I want you. I mean, I want you to. So you guys are married, so you're gonna be having a bunch of babies soon, right? Possibly. How many do you want? Two is a good number. How many do you want? What else? You want ten? No, she doesn't Where want does ten. two number come from? I think two is a good balance. Oh, it a boy is. Okay. Girl would be a blessing. But you're going to see that your kid will be born innocent. And if you if they come into a world where you and your wife are fighting, or she's trying to turn them away from you, they're going to lose their innocence and wake up, and they'll become just like the parents. And if they were already in sin, they would be born that way. They're born cussing you out. You know what I'm saying? But if you that's know why, that they love, the, that's why it's the man's responsibility to show the children the right way by reflecting on the way that Christ loved the church. How do Christ you show loved. them the right way? By by leading in Jesus' example, that Jesus didn't get angry. You know, he loved. <clears throat> he loved even his enemies. You know, he had perfect love. And so, when we're uh, tempted, you know, we love others the way that Jesus loved us. And can you do that without being born again? No. Yeah. But okay, so hold on to that, man. You may be right. I don't want to convince you. But kids are not just FYI for those who don't know, kids are not born unless something happened in the womb, they are not born sinful kids. It become that way because they are born in a father and mother are full of sin. So they become like the parents. But just smoke on it. You smoke pot? No. Finally. <laughs> no. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I want to just finish up on this one question, then we'll come back to you guys. Uh, what was it? What was the question? Oh, you why asked it why, perse- Christians why Christianity are pers- is hated. Yeah, why they're under attack. It's because they're weak. Oh, yeah, why they're under attack. It's because they're weak. Because they're weak? Yeah. Same thing happens in relationships, employees, kids, anything. People do whatever you let them get away with. Oh, Okay. Let me ask Ermis real fast, because time is going here. Ermis, why are Christian, Christianity, why is it that Christians are hated? I think they're hated uh, because they're supposed to represent truth, and evil is not going to defend good. So just like you see, not to bring politics into it, Trump supporters being attacked, the media is not defending them, you have men and boys that are under attack, nobody defends them, so evil is not going to stand up and defend good so they let it happen and they let it play out amazing one other person with the glasses why do you know why christians are hated no you don't know why you ever wondered that yes okay christians are hated because christianity is the most powerful religion on this side of heaven it's the number one religion it's the only religion that i'm aware of that says you have to repent you have to examine yourself admit that you're wrong and be born again. I don't know any other religion that requires you of that. So what that means is that it leaves everybody else in a fallen state. When you're in a fallen state, you don't want to admit you're wrong. And you don't want anyone to remind you that you're wrong. You don't want to be told that you're wrong. Christianity does that. And number two reason is that there's this idea that Christianity is the white man's religion. And white people hate it. All around the world, they hate it. And so Christianity and whiteness is connected together, and that's why it's under attack and nobody cares. If Christianity was a religion of color, even though there are all color and races in Christianity, I guarantee you it'll be on that list of victimhood. 
Don't hate Christianism. <laughs> it will be on the list. But it's a white man religion in their mind, and they don't care. They want to destroy white people. Anybody disagree with that? Do you disagree with me on that? No, I don't disagree that on that. That uh, I think a lot of people do put the connection together between uh, Christianity is like the, you know, they just see white people like America nation yeah. that it prospers, and they just uh, and so they just like uh, going against and yeah, they're yeah, going I, against I white that. people, so they are going against Christianity. That's why you're not on the list of victimhood. You're not an ism. If it was all color, it would be an ism. But it's not. I want you to be aware of that. And the other thing I want you to be aware, the greatest power on earth is inside of Christians. It really is. But because they're in that fallen state, as you guys have mentioned, they don't have the courage to speak up. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And since those other religions don't have to repent, they're in a fallen state. They're operating from fear. And doubt and judgment and insecurity where Christians operate from perfect love and in perfect love there is no fear so if you come out of that fallen state we can beat this battle with perfect love and they know it even understands that but you're never going to be able to have that courage as long as you're in, in the fallen state because only God can give you that courage and he'll take that spirit. Remember Paul said, it's not me, but the spirit in me that made me do the stuff I don't want to do. He'll remove that spirit from you. And so you won't have fear. You won't feel like a macho ego kind of man. You just want a woman. You won't have the fear. You'll be able to speak up. You'll be able to deal with the issue. If someone tried to take your job from you because you spoke the truth somewhere else, wasn't you that work? You'll fight for your job and you will win your job back. Because you have the same rights as any other American citizen has. But because you're not, uh, some, of, some people have, have not been born again, you have the fear. That's where it comes from. I used to have the fear. I know what it's like to have fear, but I also had anger. And along with that anger, fear and doubt, I tried to commit suicide twice over a woman. Anybody ever done that? You, have, you did it, G? You tried to commit suicide over a woman. I was young. What? I was young too. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was over my babysitter too. Wow. <laughs> I drank rat poison. Amazing. But I'm telling you, all that disappeared when you returned to perfect love. And they want you to have fear. That's why they take your jobs away from you. And then they make, a, make sure everybody know that this person's job has been taken away from them. And if you speak up, your job will too. Or they cause you to lose whatever, right? They don't just cause you to lose it and go quietly away. They make a bit spectacle about it. They make sure the world know. It's just like the Taliban. When they want to cut your head off, they put it on TV. Have you noticed that? And when you see it on TV, if you're a weak person, you become afraid. And a lot, of, a lot of you are afraid to speak up. Like the young man was saying, I do understand it. I don't want to lose my job. I'm in a certain kind of work. And I'm this or that, right? So in that fallen state, material things are more important to you than what is right. And you don't know that the Father love you and that if one door should close, another one will open. You won't miss a step because he's going to take care of his own. 
He really will take care of you. He's better than your earthly father. But because you're in a fallen state, you don't believe that. You don't know that. The fear is in the way because Satan is telling you, oh, no, you're in the entertainment field. You know how they are. Or you or whatever you're doing, right? So you're following Satan. You can't help it. But that's why it's the greatest religion on this side of heaven. The power is in the Christians. Perfect love cast out fear. And uh, it's a white man religion in their mind. And white people hate it. You can disagree with me if you like. I don't mind. You want to disagree, Hermes? A little bit. Okay. I think I do agree that it is seen as a white man's religion, especially in the West. Yeah. But there are Christians that are being attacked all over the world, in Africa and Asia. And whites are not in the picture. They're just being attacked because they're Christians. It's still a white man religion. I don't know if that that comes into play over there. I guarantee you. Because white people spread religion all over the world. And so it still represent the white man in their mind. I don't know. I, I think I disagree with that a little bit. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. And then, James, I know you got some questions online. Okay. Oh, and right here, this young lady. Okay. So I agree that as far as the Christians being under attack thing, um, I agree that's because there's like a majority, it's because it's a majority issue that yeah. people look at who the majority of people of what whatever category you want to put them in that they must be the evil because they're the majority or whatever, and they're the ones in power. I agree with that, but as far as Christians go, wouldn't you say that the onus is also on Christians as far as, like, how I see it in particular, especially with the Catholic Church, um, where which I grew up in, there's a lot of hypocrisy in there, especially from the folks that run it, and that's that kind of, I guess it kind of ties into your organized religion question as well. Yeah. Um, for example, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Grade school, the pastor, of course, is one of those you know, pedophile priests that the archdiocese covered up for him. And like, there's this really, you know, horrible paper trail, like how they did it and everything like that. So don't you think that there's sort of an onus on Christians, I guess, running the show to kind 100%. of, you yes, know, sir. and I think they, they just, they're weak Yeah, because they have not been born again. There is no way on earth or in heaven that you could be a son or daughter of God and be weak. It just doesn't go together. So if you're weak, just know you've not been born of God. I don't care how many Bibles you got in your head, how many you carry around. If you're afraid, if you're weak, it's because you've not been born again of God. In him, there is no weakness. There is no fear. There is no doubt. There is no worry, suicidal thought. Matter of fact, he said, bring every thought into captivity. Once you're born again, those thoughts start to get way out there because you see that you're not those, those thoughts. You see that they are not from God. And so if someone tried to attempt, this preacher that I interviewed, he went nuts. But I understood he couldn't see it, so it wasn't personal. Because I could see that he just didn't know, right? And so that's how you're going to see everything. The light of God will shine through you so you can see what's going on. And you can see that it's not the person, but it's the spirit that's in the person. So you won't hate the person. You deal with them, but not hate them. And you won't be. I'm not concerned about the outcome at all. Because I know he loved me. I know he put me there. I know he's doing it. So he got my back. It's just it's, it all disappeared. That fallen state, you're going to have all that. When you wake up, you will not have that. The word, the true word of God is in your heart. The Bible leads you back to the 
word made flesh. And men, you have a responsibility to be sons of God. If you're weak, your woman going to be weak. Your kids are going to be weak. The world around you will become weak. Because you are supposed to, you're the light of the world. God's, uh, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman. So the light is shining. Look what happened to the black people. The light went out in the black community. 70 years ago or so. And look, there's been downhill for them ever since. Because the men are weak. And those who are waking up, the light is coming back. Things are starting to change. Their children come back to them. Their children start to wake up. Things get better. It's really in the role of the man. The women will follow good men. And those that hate men won't, but that's fine. Let them suffer and die. Abortion went out of control because men, they convinced men to get out of the issue. Men doesn't have anything to say about a woman's body. Who are you? And men are like, okay. Now it's out of control. Now they're killing the baby when they pop out of the womb. But if men had stayed in it, it wouldn't have gotten to that. It's our role if we are sons of God. It's abnormal for a man to be afraid of his wife, to act like a little boy. I mean, you know, but do what you want. I see some hands. Oh, James. And then right here, right? James, going to give me some stuff off the line real quick. <laughs> I used to be a beta male, so I know what it's like. One time, one of my female bosses made me cry. <laughs> I was an adult. <laughs> I was just that weak. Oh, but I would love to see her now. <laughs> Yes, sir, James. All right. <laughs> One person is asking, gave a super chat. Thank you for the donation. Yes. How do you find a wife without lusting? Isn't the physical attraction necessary? Um, that's the whole purpose of it. That's why God allowed that to happen, because he wanted a human being to be born instead of being made with the hand. So he allowed you to fall into that father's state. And so in that father's state, you start acting like animals. You start lusting for one another, and you feel empty. You feel like you need love. So that father state attraction brought draw men and women together. But then once you get married and you make all the babies you want, you know, ten or twenty babies, then you stop having the sex, so you can come back to order. You now God become your God again, and uh, everything come to order. That's the whole purpose. Because once you wake up, you ain't gonna have no babies. You're not going to get married because that, that draw is not there. You feel you are completed because you have perfect peace. And in perfect peace, you don't feel like well, there is nothing that's missing. You, that's why it's best to do it while you're in the fallen state. Do it the right way while you're in the fallen state because otherwise you're not going to need it. If you have everything, why do you need it? If you have perfect peace, you're not missing anything. You don't know that you want anything. But that's why the fallen state happened. So that we can recreate. So we can propagate, whatever you call it. That makes sense? Just think about it. If you have perfect peace, that means you're satisfied. You're not missing love. You're not missing anything. So you can't have babies. So if y'all think about, y'all guys, y'all want to get married, go out there today and find your woman. No, I'm kidding. Uh, one more. 
Oh, another super chat. Should a single man and a single woman never be in the same room together alone? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you should. No, what, that's not a good question. You're supposed to be with folks. You're not supposed to run away from the issues. You don't go looking for trouble, but you don't avoid it either. If it comes, you deal with it. There's nothing wrong with a single man or a single woman unless you're just some type of rapist or something. <laughs> you're just out of control. But no, nothing wrong with that. Um, this 12-year-old says his, his or her mother has cancer and might die. He's not sure what to do. He's trying to do small stuff like cleaning his room and bed and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of at a loss. Well, it's hard on kids when they lose their parents, father or mother. But just don't be angry about it. Do your best. Ask God to let his will be done. And it'll all work out. But don't blame God. Don't be mad about it. And it'll work itself out. All right? Just don't hate your mother. Be there, but don't hate. And you'll be fine. It's, it's not easy losing parents, especially as kids. Right here. Um, I kind of had a revelation when you were talking to him about sin. Yes. So I think the term born again kind of proves that we're not born into sin or inherit it. Because if we were, why would God want us to be born again? Because well, um, if, we if, we, if we were born into sin and then we fall away, fall away or whatever, why would he want us to be born again? Because then we'd be born into the sin again. Well, he wants you to be born again because you've fallen away from it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm yes. saying that term kind of justifies oh, what you're saying. That yeah. We can't be born into sin because why would God want us to be born into sin again? And plus, if we were born sinners, then Christ wasted his time. Yeah. It was a waste of time. He already went to hell. He put everything back before, it's, it's back to what it was before Adam and Eve did what they did. But because you, and most of the time, and not all the time, according, but because you end up angry at your mothers, men and women, you're controlled by that. You become like what you hate, so you're controlled by it. So, in that in that sense, the father and mother are still there. They have not been born again. So the Adam and Eve syndrome is still working in them, but it wasn't in you before you were born. It happened once you were born into that family. That's why you got to overcome that anger so you don't pass that spirit down to your children. Really. Yes, ma'am. So if we overcome the fallen state and then we have kids and those kids, they won't be born in a fallen state, right? If right. the parents are not in a fallen state. They won't so, end up there. So if those kids are not in a fallen state, then they're going to have perfect peace. That's right. Then does that mean those kids are not going to want to procreate because they're not going to need a mate? Well, they will because they will imitate the parents. But it won't be, well, they still have some repenting to do because the parents are not going to be perfect anyway. But it won't be as traumatizing as it is for most people. So Let's they, say that you, have a, you and your husband have a baby. You have a baby and you are waking up, right? You, you won't be as, you, you're going to make some mistakes along the way. You'll get mad once in a while with your husband. I doubt, but it won't be as, you won't turn him away or her away from her father. It won't be as bad. So the kid's going to have to overcome something. Because they need to be in that fallen state in order to get married and make babies. But it just won't be as bad for them as it is for you. 
You can, it may be difficult to have sex and all that kind of stuff once you are out because what I'm absolutely telling you, when you overcome that anger, you're going to have perfect peace. And perfect peace means nothing is missing. Now, I don't know what y'all are going to do now. <laughs> Maybe I'll force it. I don't know. But you will have perfect peace. And God wants you to, he said, be have, uh, holy as your Father in heaven is holy. Uh, be perfect as he is perfect. So you're going, to be je- you're going to have his nature living through you and no longer Satan nature. That's a good question. I don't know what would happen if you and your husband become perfect right now. Will you still be able to go and make babies? I don't know. Because are really you, you're it's completely out of the fallen state, right? You, you, you say you're completely and out I of the fallen state. I used to think state. that I couldn't live without sex. Mm-hmm. I thought I, literally, I was crazy. I thought if I didn't have sex, I would die. I knew I was crazy like that. It was crazy. I used to say, if I broke up with one woman, I had another one waiting in the West Wing. I never broke up with a woman and not have another one waiting because I didn't know I could live without them. That's how messed up I was. The moment that I woke up, it started to fall away. I'm telling you, it's telling you. Because you will wake up, and then you, you start, all that stuff you picked up along the way will start disappearing. That's why I want you to know, when you wake up, meaning that you overcome that anger, and you yet smoke pot, or you yet once in a while have sads, or it means that you're being made perfect. Now you have the right spirit in you, so all that stuff you picked up along the way will start to, it will fall away. So don't worry about it. Don't believe Satan when he said, oh, you have not been born again, right? You still smoke pot or you still have sex once in a while. Some kind of stuff like that. If you don't take it personally, if you don't judge yourself for it and know it's something you want to overcome, you'll lose your appetite for it. It will come. But just don't judge yourself for it because the world set you up to judge everything as right or wrong. This is right. This is wrong. We don't know right from wrong unless we, he reveals it to us. Like I told the person that blurted out that, that, um, at that event, and they said, well, it was true. No, it wasn't. You don't know. It, it served no purpose at all. Only God knows what's right or wrong, and he will allow you to see it and win. And so don't judge yourself if all your little stuff haven't fallen away yet. Seek first the kingdom of God. Do the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent and when you get ready to get into your little stuff, don't get all into it. Don't love it. Let's, you know, and I gave you the example of smoking a pot, smoking pot. I'll use the example of sex, all right? Because some people still have sex when they first wake up. 
it's still Satan still tempting with the side. Don't get into oh she's so fine. I can't wait to get this one. Don't get it. Don't love it. Just watch yourself get into it. You know what I'm saying? You picture up or the same thing for ladies. And ladies, don't be saying oh he's so fine. He look at his muscles. Just notice you're you're for it. You're on your way to it, and be aware. You know, you're taking off your clothes. Don't be like, you're so into it, you just snatch off your clothes. You know how to do it, right? Anybody ever done that way? <laughs> oh, everybody's so holy now, y'all forgot. But be aware of what you are doing. I'm serious. Because if you try to make yourself stop, you're going to get deeper into it. You can't, it's a spirit, it's spiritual. So you can't make yourself stop anything. Even if you stop smoking pot, you start using something else. It'll go for one thing if you try to make it. So like, um, when you're about to have sex, just don't get into it. Watch yourself going there, and then once you start doing the whole thing, I won't get all into it. Don't lose your mind. Be aware of what you're doing. You lose the appetite for it. It will go away. It really will. It's all spiritual, and there's nothing we can do about it. But admit that we are wrong. We got to be, and it's the awareness of God that causes you to lose the appetite for it. Anybody disagree with that? It's this light shining through us that deal with that spirit. But if you get mad about it, or if you lie to yourself and say, I'm never going to do it again. Don't ever say you ain't going to do it again. You'll be out on the street for a week looking for it. Because you lie to yourself and that's what Satan wants you to do. And what you're saying is that you have the power to stop it yourself. And you don't. Of ourselves, we know nothing, and of ourselves, we can do nothing. But if we seek the kingdom of God in his right way, it'll, be, it'll happen for you. We become living beings again, and the Father will take care of us. And the Holy Spirit will guide you in all things. He really will. Yes, sir, I'm loving it. And then we got to move back on the tire running out. I know. Uh, I just had a quick question. So. Yes. If we're born innocent, then why do you need to be reborn? If you're born innocent, you're not in a fallen state, then why would you need to be reborn? Because you, you, fall, you fall out of that fallen, you fall into that fallen state by resenting your uh, failing parents. You start to become angry at them. And anger is the same thing as resentment, judgment, and hatred. So... The moment you resent your parents, you fall away from the innocent and you wake up to the same spirit as in them. You become like that. And then you are attracted to people who are just like that. And it doesn't work. And so once you grow up, becoming, because your parents don't show you how to overcome it, once you become an adult, it's your responsibility to get to know yourself so you can see that you're wrong and repent and be born again. I just wanted to see what, what your thoughts are. I still don't agree, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Did I pass the test? No. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Um, right here. And then we got an info. I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to address this question uh, that with the gentleman who um, wants to agree to disagree. 
And so I, I kind of agree, agree with both of you to an extent what you're saying, but I agree with Jesse wholeheartedly. And where I agree with you is when you said inheritance. Because your inheritance can be something you're born with, like a genetic inheritance or something like that, or something that came from the mother during <coughs> pregnancy. But uh, you can also come into an inheritance, right, later in life. You could, like, you know... You, my father died last year, I'm going to come into an inheritance. So it's something that I certainly wasn't born with, so it's only going to happen now, as it were, within time. So, um, that, yeah, that's, it's, I agree with this, this idea of inheritance, but the inheritance is because you're that's growing up with your, with your parents, guaranteed you're going to pick up what your parents have got. doesn't mean you're born with it, but from the first day, you pop out, you start, or, you know, even if you're not... You don't have parents, say you're adopted or whatever. The environment that you're in is affecting you the whole time, and it's never going to be perfect, much less if you don't have parents. So even the people who've got two parents and everything is not perfect. So then automatically you're in a fallen state. That's, that's the story of Adam and Eve, right? It's, uh, it's not just a story that it's a fairy tale you have to believe in. It's like, what does it mean? The story of Adam and Eve. That's the, the fallen state that we're all born into, uh, and the story of Jesus, what that means is you could come out of it. And he's, he's not the first person ever to say that. But as Jesse says, the, the, the manner in which he puts it with put repentance first, you have to go forgive, not be angry yourself. And I, I saw this interview with Pastor Anderson. And oh, man. You see how the, the, the guy is so angry. And I love the comment section on YouTube. I always get into that. So you see how people are angry and accusing. And, oh, you're a sinner because... You say that you don't sin, but uh, that's the, everyone who says uh, we all sin, they're only proving that they sin by saying that. But they haven't proven that you sin that's right. or I sin that's right. uh, until they can come up with something, anything, to prove that you sin. That's uh, amazing. So what happens is that people, we, we idol worship. We all have this tendency, right? So, and the Bible tells us, don't idol worship. But what happens when you, but the Bible says this, the Bible says that. Well, then you're worshiping the Bible. That's idol worship. So you don't have to worship the Bible, you have to worship God. So how do you worship God? Know yourself. It's the only way. Because God made you. So if you know yourself, then you get it. The Bible's very useful, but don't worship the Bible. And just fire it out, and the Bible says this. Oh, you're a sinner because the Bible says blah, blah, blah. He's right. You inherit that from your parents. It's not from God. It's not God. Christ put everything back. If your parents were perfect, you would be fine. Oh, just one, but, one more thing. And I think that, yeah. Because oh, I wanted to say about this Easter worshippers, there's this question about <laughs> why. So I heard this thing. Cause I, didn't, I didn't really know about this, but, you know, on the Internet you find out stuff. I heard uh, Easter, the word Easter comes from Ishtar. So they say that there's some pagan festival that now, kind of like Christmas, you know, there are some origins that don't come from Christianity, and we kind of make this mix. Some people are comfortable with it, some people aren't. Uh, but why say Easter worshiper? Because it kind of sounds like Ishtar worshiper. Even if they're not, what, they, what it sounds like is idol worship. You're worshiping Easter. Yeah. You're worshiping a bunny. Huh? You know. Well, they're saying it because they didn't want to say Christians. Right. But I think it's like an in-joke. Because they Easter say, why worshiper. did Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both? Right. But they got their clique, right? They got their little in-joke, right? That they, That's right. Because they're but, coming from know, their satanic mentality, you know, the... the 
Well, it's, we got to change. It's up to us. And sure. one thing I want to say is you're absolutely right about inheriting that, seeing from your parents. Your parents don't realize that it's been all put back together because they, they may have gone to church, but they just learned the Bible. And then when they don't change and don't become perfect, Satan gives them excuses to make up. Well, no man is perfect. Even though God said be perfect, no man is perfect. Even though Christ was perfect and we're supposed to be like him, no man is perfect, they tell you. Because Satan gives them excuses to make up for not becoming men and women of God. Well, we have to wait until we die. It was a waste of time then. I might as well wait until I die to, to, be, to repent if that's the case. Satan has made, has played a major trick on the men and women of God about God not putting everything back in order. They make you believe Christ has not put everything back, that everything is still the same. That world is an illusion. When you're in a fallen state, you're living in an illusion. When you wake up, when you overcome it, you come back into the real deal, and the real deal comes from within us. It's not an illusion. You live the real thing. You see yourself as you are. You become yourself again, as you were as a little child before you were traumatized. Angry people are not themselves. You're not yourself. You're your parents. You are whomever traumatized you. You're not yourself. But once you forgive and be born again, you become you again. And there's nothing like being you. You don't feel like daddy anymore. You don't feel like your mama. You don't feel like whomever traumatized you. You are 100% yourself. But you must be born again to do it. And the worst trip that Satan has played on people is that you can't be perfect. And logically, it doesn't make sense. Why should I be born again if I'm still going to be suffering? What's the purpose? If I'm still going to be committing suicide, be lonely, having sex out of wedlock, afraid, having doubt, once I'm born again, why should I go to a God like that? That's all like the God I'm leaving. It's just going from one bad mate to another one. And it doesn't make sense. Even in a fallen state, look like you should question that. No wonder young people don't want to go to God because you're the same as you are as a sinner, as a child of Satan. And God didn't put us on earth to suffer. He didn't send Christ so we can live in that darkness. He, want, he, brought, he sent Christ to bring us out into the light. And just because you quote the Bible, quote the Bible, but just know as long as you don't have peace, something's wrong. And you can't make yourself believe. You just have to start doubting these thoughts. You are not those thoughts. Doubt them. See what happens. Doubt the thoughts and see what happens. See that you're wrong is so amazing. That's a, can right. I just correct myself on something that I said? On that note? Uh, I said um, we all have this tendency to idol worship. Just for the record, not all, not all, but most. <laughs> not all, not all, not all, but most. I, uh, gee, real short, then I got to end. I mean, you covered it a, a little bit, but I was just wondering, how do you, how do you resist temptation? Well, once you're born, that's another good question. You cannot resist temptation until you're born again. You can't resist it. Because in that fallen state, you're controlled by Satan. And he will get you one way or another. He will imitate you. He will pretend to be God. He will pretend to be whatever. So you can't resist. But once you wake up, once God's light starts 
is shining through you, you can see him tempting you, tempting you to anger, tempting you to do this or believe that. And so you no longer believe those lies. And when you don't believe those lies, you automatically have faith. But you resist temptation by doubting every thought. Because everything you do in that fallen state, you think, you feel, and then you act. You cannot feel and act without thinking first. The thoughts come first. And if you doubt me on that, notice that for this week. If you don't believe those thoughts, you won't get into all that mess. And you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's why God wants you to bring every thought into captivity. It's good. But you resist him by doubting thoughts. You know, some, some days I'm, I'm with my prayer and I feel like I can walk on water. Some days I just feel like I'm in heaven. You know, like, it's great. Right. And some other times I, I can see something pulling me to do the things I don't want to do. And But it's almost like last Sunday I'm going home and say I'm not going to smoke no weed today. And I say I'm not. And the last second I just get off. On the exit to go by the week. The last second, you know. So you're just like, yeah, okay. You're not going to do it. I agree. You know, but some, some days is just perfect. But some other days, I can see myself going towards the temptation. And, and it's stuff. only, I'm telling you this, and then I got to end. It's only because you drifted into the lie. Because he, he will make you think that you want it. He really will. If you're not aware of him tempting you with those thoughts, you will fight after a while. If the feeling will come kind of lightly and it feel like you won't have to have it. And then it'll, it'll come, it'll get heavier and heavier and heavier until you pull off the freeway. But if you could be, and you will, be patient. You become aware of those thoughts. Eventually they go way out there and now you're in control, being guided by love. And that guy that said he hated the homosexual. And then I asked him if he sinned. He said, yeah. I'm like, should they hate you for sinning? Well, I forgot his answer. But it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. We're not allowed to hate anyone. We just can't hate. We speak up. We don't accept it as right, but we don't hate it. It's a spirit. All right? I speak up about this stuff, but I just don't hate. It's been taken away. And so don't try to learn the truth. Stay with the prayer. It will be revealed to you. And I really appreciate what you brought today, man. Thank you for that. Because you made me, you made me realize a lot. But, uh, so I do thank you for that. Listen, folks, we're out of time. I'm totally out of time. And um, don't forget um, the announcement. What an announcement, Hermes? Men's conference, June 15th. I'm sorry? Men's conference, June 15th. So what do the people need to do real fast? Go to rebuildingtheman.com and RSVP. We're going to have an amazing conference for men. Our 10th anniversary men conference this uh, Father's Day weekend, June 15th. And it's going to be at the Renaissance? All the information is on the website, yes. Where is it going to be? The Renaissance. The Renaissance Hotel. Very nice, out by the airport. Um, and so far, we have confirmed some guests. Are we ready to announce that yet? Uh, but we have some very exciting guests, uh, guests coming. And it's going to be amazing. And we're going to deal with the real deal, man. We're not going to, we're going to be fun. We have a nice dinner, entertainment, but we're also going to get down to business. So you don't want to miss it. And I highly suggest if you haven't already signed up, go on the website and do it, rebuildingaman.com, because it's starting to fill up really fast. And I don't want to, you know, if you come to the door, you may not be able to get in. 
So make sure you go on the website. A lot of the guys who've been around for a while, they think they can wait late and sign up. You won't be able to get in. Because a lot of people coming from around the country, they're getting involved. So make sure you go to rebuildingtheman.com and sign up for it. Also, this, oh, the third Thursday is ladies' night. We have the women's forum. Not this week, but next week. Okay, latest forum on the third Thursday of the month. Uh, what else? I recommend you do the silent prayer. And you still could do the hoop and holland prayer. Oh, Lord, save me, help me. What, you know, I want some money. <laughs> I want a house. Give me a wife. Give me a husband. You could do all that. And once you do it, then calm down and do the silent prayer. You'll see the right way to go. All right? Be still and know the Father. Uh, and don't judge yourself, all right? Do not judge. Not even yourself. I think that's it. Don't forget to donate. We need your support. So make sure you donate. We have shirts and all kind of stuff online there. All right? And uh, thank you all for coming. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much. So we're going to move a little faster.